0: Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sew,
1: sew, 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 sewing out loud. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue, and I'm ZD Donahue. And today we are maybe help, maybe being helpful. We might be being helpful. I don't know. To people. we might just really
2: screw you up. Or to we, make yeah. It. Get you all upset. That's and right. Mad at us. And One all or that. the other.
1: Oh my god! I got the the rudest email about our podcast. If you don't like our podcast, just turn it off. And please don't email me <laughs> and tell me how stupid I am. Please and thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> Wait. we're getting off topic. Yeah, we're so
2: stupid. Stop. I know because people. <laughs> Want to be mean. I guess. I mean. I, I know people want to be I, mean. I, I listen know, to I a lot of things. You know, some things like, that I think are like this person. Unless, it, you know. Unless I mean, it's dangerous. Yes. Unless it's dangerous. And I think someone's going to like drink poison. I don't say
1: anything. Except I did share that video of that person dyeing fabric with firecrackers. But I think I was clear. Because it's dangerous. I think I was clear about how I did not uh
2: Advised doing that. So no, that was dangerous. No, ridiculous. that was really awful. It was, that was okay. silly on a lot. It of It also levels. looked terrible that, when it was finished. Right. I, I, okay, yeah. I have seen that particular group of people. Oh, really? Yeah, they do a lot, and it's very. They like to act like it's spontaneous, but I believe it's scripted. Oh, because I'm sure it's, it seems yeah. scripted. You know, it's like, oh wow, mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. ah. Well, anyway, um, and a lot of their stuff is. Very anticlimactic. (laughs) Very anticlimactic. Okay, just like. But I don't write mean things about them, and I certainly don't call them stupid. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) enough people are watching them that they just keep making them. Yeah. Okay. Well. uh, Anyway, we know. I want to read that rude one. I think I I? deleted it. Okay. Uh,
1: So anyway, we are gonna. We asked in our Facebook group if you had any sewing goals, and we thought we'd share them and then ask you about them in a few weeks and see if you got
2: there. Uh, but also, now,
1: I, th- I thought we a we'd question just... when
2: you say sewing goals, though. Do you mean getting something done or accomplishing a skill uh, or any of that?
1: I just said, do you have a sewing goal that you need a, a okay. little
2: accountability so for? So it could be just accomplishing some sort of goal or mastering so a skill or something, say, too. I also say, I
1: said... Do you have a sewing goal that you need accountability for? Ah. I didn't say, do you have a sewing goal? And then I'm going to put pressure on you. So I'd say, this is not unsolicited accountability (laughs) (laughs) advice. I did full disclosure. This isn't
2: being mean to anyone. That's
1: right. Okay. Mallory's
2: never mean, just Um, so y'all know. I'm not
1: mean. Yeah, uh, I'm never mean. mean. Nope,
2: just stupid. Okay.
1: (laughs) My sewing goal is, well, I had, I just had one, but now I got another one. I have this excellent fabric from L.A. Finch over here on the cutting table, and I need some new leggings. Like, super terribly need leggings. They are my pants. They they are the bottoms that I wear every day. If you day. have no
2: pants anymore. Basically,
1: I have no pants, and the world is starting to open up again, and I need pants. Certainly
2: no public pants, I can tell you. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> uh, so I, it's beautiful, and actually then sewing goal number two is I just cut into it, um, perhaps a little arrogantly, to retest the Rhapsody Raglan and maybe I shouldn't have used such nice stuff because I fixed one issue with the neckline still have another neckline issue Uh, I can fix it you know I can make I can like make this shirt wearable but I need to adjust the pattern so those are my two sewing goals the leggings got those down we know how to make leggings don't we mom Uh, (laughs) we know how to do that (laughs) shouldn't be a problem there but uh, and I have I have a a purple and like a gray black and a teal in this in this fabric it's a space dyed it's really pretty it's rayon poly and spandex and so it's kind of spongy and so for me a little bit yeah so for me it's suitable for like leggings as pants uh it would not though I wouldn't swim in it it's a little too you think it holds too much bungy. water. Yeah, I think it would hold too much water. You know,
2: water. Um, I'm going to bring this up about leggings. Okay, do it because I think we have a great legging program. We, we made do. to measure program. Mm. I, I, you know, you cannot beat how those leggings are made and the support we give on how to put them together and all that. That, and not only is that. A good leggings course, it's just a good course on how you sew knits and things right. and make seams. And, you know, there's good tutorials in there. Okay. Now, this doesn't have to do with anybody making our M2M leggings. It has to do why you do it and how you do it. So you do need the right fabric. Yeah. You need the fabric not only that yeah. suits leggings but suits your leggings Cool. Well, like yeah, your, your leggings usage. Yeah. You know, your purpose of your mm-hmm. leggings, right? And I was in class last week and someone did what's called a, a, a straddle, right? Yeah. An inverted straddle, which means like you go upside down and your legs are apart, right? Yeah. And I could see their entire anatomy yeah. oh, through gosh. the fabric. <laughs> okay. Fortunately, they did have on another layer of underwear, but I was just, I, I mean, I think I almost stared. Because sure, i could, Like, yeah, I was like, there's leggings out there that are this, I mean, it was like a pair of tights, more or less. You could, you know, and you could, and then as she, of course, straddled and stretched, they you were could stretching. see through them more, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought. And then I, and then I had this whole dilemma about do I tell her do I not tell her you know do sure. I know her that well right. yeah you know, I mean like if it was somebody I knew I'd say uh your butt's showing if it was mallory you'd be like your butt <laughs> yeah, showing that's
0: right
1: in front of everybody that's right. and then someone you know a little less well but, you would take them aside but no. you know
2: what sometimes <laughs> it's kidding. good to say that in front of other people if you could if I could say it to you well right somebody else might get the message and I you know and You're always offended by what I say, so it's not like I'm giving you a new just a lamb to the slaughter. Right? right.
1: No, it's a good. Well, it's a good. That's a teaching device we've used before. Actually, this is the teaching device that people misconstrue as us being like super mean to each other, right? (laughs) Like in the jeans. It's the
2: sacrificial lamb teaching device.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. So it's a curriculum thing. Hello. Yes. Uh, In the in the darning in the jeans darning video, when I'm like, well, I had to learn to darn my own jeans, and I'm saying that like. <laughs> of course, I'm glad my mom taught me to darn jeans and other people are like, you're terrible to your
2: mother, you know. Anyway, yeah, the sacrificial lamb she teaching is, device. She is terrible to me. <laughs> um, But I, I would just, you know, fabric is important. And I, like I said, no matter what pattern you're using or, you know, how you're drafting or what, all those elements are important to take into account because I was, and I felt... I still feel kind of bad that I didn't say anything to her, but then I don't know her that well. If you don't know, maybe, it's maybe, hard to know. Maybe I'll get to know her better. You know, it's like some people, I'm, I would go, uh, woman, well, okay. your butt's showing. And then, like, when you're buying,
1: I mean, you know, when you're buying a pair of leggings, maybe you don't think to, like, put your leg up over your head and look well, in the mirror you, you know, know and the other
2: thing <laughs> i thought of is did they wear thin like yeah, maybe they not. weren't that thin uh-huh. to store, start good, with good point. but you know she obviously had on light color underpants uh-huh. and you know a dark legging and i i just could not believe how well i could see through those i That's mean a, yeah. it was it was just like and you know I don't know if anyone else noticed because I wasn't. Okay, so is it Lulu or Lulu Lemon? Lulu. Oh. Lulu is what I said, and I think it's I, lemon.
1: I thought it was lemon. Uh, so anyway, they got like sued. They they had to like send out. You yes. know, we've talked about this before. I think they
2: they got sued for like how
1: sheer their leggings. Yes. Were.
2: <laughs> well, and and that also happens. Now here's the other thing: it could have been an, an expensive pair of leggings uh-huh. that. So it was like small, medium, and large, right? right. And she had to choose a size. Mm-hmm. And maybe she was on the high end of that size parameter. So they stretch more. Where if you do made to measure leggings. You are accounting for your shape. So... You aren't getting just two tubes on a waistband that you pull on. So what I was
1: doing with this fabric right. from L.A. Finch before you came up here is I sewed it up with my 3TN, and I took that seam, and, and I that stretched it so hard, and I was like, okay, I should go live and talk about this, you know, for a minute. And I stretched it so hard, and everything's fine. You know, it's all good. And I thought, I want to tell people I will never stretch it this hard probably not even to put it on my body. Right. And then once it's on my body, they really shouldn't be, you know, in a super stretched fashion. It's only about, what, an inch or two of negative ease. Yeah,
2: it's not that much. For... And, you know, I mean, obviously we, we gain weight or shape or yeah. size, and sometimes, you know, maybe you're stretching a little bit more than that original draft. But what I have noticed with mine, uh-huh. okay, that when I make M2M, like, and, and I'm, pretty persnickety about my my fabric and how it's going to look and be and feel and function in which way is i will wear it out like in the inner thighs
1: yes i I was telling you that right from
2: from, like the friction friction. (laughs) and even the knees Mm. and i think it's from like bending like i will notice that my knees are getting like threadbare the now i wear my leggings a lot in the inner thigh
1: area will get pilly on me well that is what happens to me. yeah and that just depends on the fabric too sometimes
0: well and like
2: yeah they're they're the pants i've been wearing for the last year but it's not (laughs) like the butt splits out no no where i think that most of the tension is Mm -hmm. where i think the inner leg and like the knees are where the wear yeah you're wearing on the fabric there. yeah
1: uh, so I was pulling that. Oh, and then another thing that relates to something we said in a previous podcast, I'm feeling a little bloated today. And I came up to the studio and I thought, lucky me. I get to take accurate measurements of my body. <laughs> Wahoo. So anyway, yeah. I, how about that? All right. We got to uh, gotta get in before we get another mean email. <laughs> so, Well, but I,
2: I think this is appropriate because goals are goals. Yeah. You know, so, and a goal is... Well, okay, when I put my energy into a garment, I want to be happy with it.
1: You know, the other thing is with the measure leggings, when I make a pair, when I start to not like the way they fit, since since we uh, don't put a ton of negative E's. Right. I feel like I can gain weight. Like I uh, made those maternity leggings and they lasted for a really long time because we haven't maxed out the ease of the fabric. That's right. Uh, where I have found, okay, it's time to make a new pair is if I've lost inches somewhere. And that's kind of kind of where I am right now. Uh, quite a few pairs of my leggings are falling down. Yeah. And that's so annoying, of course. And what I actually probably will end up doing is just... My, my new pattern will probably look tighter in the waist.
2: Right. And is what you'll do is you'll take me. a new set of measurements. measurements and then compare them to what you've already drafted. And you may not have to draft have a whole that. new That's pattern. True. You may just, you know. Like above the thigh. Right. Possibly. And, you know, trace part of it off your old one or whatever and make some if adjustments. If you've kept track of your old
1: pattern and labeled it and stuff, you know. <laughs> I think tell I, you to I do. think I
2: labeled <laughs> it for you.
0: So. Well,
1: uh, anyway. Okay. So I need to do leggings. And then the Rhapsody, Raglan, I think I know what I need to do on it. It's actually something you've talked about, partially something you've talked about, how you like to kind of curve that underarm seam Mm
0: -hmm. a
1: little bit. I think that's part of what I need to do. But the neckline is still not perfect, so I need to work on that. Those are my two goals. And let's talk about, speaking of, like, iterative things, Jackie says... In response to my Facebook prompt of, do you have a sewing goal that you need a little accountability for? And I told people we'd put in a podcast. She says, pants. I need to make new pants. I'm a new size now. And I just don't want to go through the pain of the muslin cycle again. Yeah. And I think muslin cycle needs to be capitalized. I think it needs to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
2: thing. It needs it's, to be trending. Yes. The, well, but it just yes. you, you know,
1: we need to be like, oh, have you, have you, where are you in the muslin cycle, or, or have you started your new muslin cycle, or whatever? Like, it needs to be part of part of our vocabulary because, yeah, that can. I'm be... in
2: my minnow cycle <laughs> of my. <laughs>
1: it can be frustrating. I think it's like you make a whole. You got to make a whole muslin. I've seen people try to get away with. You
2: know, there's something you know... about. I I I mean. I think that's everybody. You like it when you distort your butt, it's very upsetting.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah, well, like, I just,
2: or your crotch line. Do you know what I mean? It's just, and it's like, where do I go? Where do I start? Where pants I... fitting is hard. Yes.
1: And then uh, I assume Jackie is talking about like some woven pants because mm-hmm. I know Jackie has our leggings class and has that down pat, you know? So, like, the leggings, the adjustments compared to a pair of trousers, yes. you know, are much easier. So, you know, sometimes maybe she should just come over to your class. I know. Maybe we should maybe well actually I was thinking she should be our one of our local bodies that we measure and draft for for the pants drafting class. There you I go. think that would be nice. Jackie, hit me up. Yay, okay Jackie. So yeah, sorry about the muslin cycle, Jackie. You can do it Make sure you have enough muslin fabric to where you're not like, oh, I can't really make another one, or I'll try to skip this next one, or whatever. Right. Just have enough. Have it on hand. I was making a muslin of some pants out of a twill we have. And it was the most staticky stuff <laughs> on earth. I sprayed
2: have it down. Polyester in it. Or I something? don't know
1: what was going on, or if it was the time of year or something. Well, that's true too. But like, I was like, I can't tell how these fit because they're like <laughs> on my legs. Like it was. There the were a
2: couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, <gasps> that my hair—I swear—stood on in for on three days, and I could hardly. I felt like Vaselineing my head or something. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Jackie,
1: we believe in you. Just get started on that muslin well, cycle. and
2: you usually get things pretty yeah. accomplished. And you're a smart I and you I know you dread it, but it has to be done.
1: Uh, Tara says patio cushion covers. It's getting warm out. Help me finish it before it gets cold again. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when you get inspired to... Like, knit a sweater I, in the winter, I've you I've know. started
2: them one year and finished them the next. next year, no problem yeah, it's with okay. that. It's yeah, okay. They, yeah, yeah, they just yeah. last longer that way, right?
1: Uh, yeah, so Tara is also a pretty prolific sewer. I think you can do it. Tammy says, I need to start sewing ginger jeans I cut out a year ago, and now I have a few extra pounds. I have some experience with this. And you know what? If you cut out whatever, size 8, now you're size 12, don't sew up those ginger jeans right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sew there for the you body go. you have right now. Unless you like know something's gonna happen or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I, honestly, I'd I'd like say I'd put it aside because cutting takes a long time. I was gonna say I would put save them, in, them. A, in a bag, label them exactly.
2: Uh-huh. You know, I like you know. That's what I've done. With mine cut in two two thousand and twenty. I was size eight then. These were my measurements. Yeah, and. Put it away, and you can go back to it.
1: They won't take up that much room. Get like no. a big gallon Ziploc bag. Yeah. Fold those puppies yeah. up. Label it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you say they're ginger jeans or the pattern. You All know, you have jazz. that. Yeah.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But I have a, I have some size eights, and I was like, okay, I should sew these up. And then I think I'm ten or something right now, and I was like, I'm not really gonna
2: a twelve teen. we uh,
1: yeah, a tw- yeah. a twin. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna fit me, so I'm not gonna sew them up right now, personally. So yeah, feel free to put those away and work on something else if you want to, Tammy. I had a
2: friend in at her going away party. She was moving from here to um uh Seattle and somebody everybody. said, When are you moving? And she had been everybody's buying her drinks and She's just like and they're like, So when are you moving? And she's like, On the fiftieth, <laughs> 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 so she gets that thrown in her face a lot. <laughs>
1: um, Elizabeth says, I want to draft a bias cut top. Related, does anyone have any literature on how to do this? Elizabeth, give us some more details on what you mean by like, bias cut yeah, top. Yeah, like you know? the
2: front is on the bias because you want a certain neckline or like, uh, yeah. Yeah, T- Tell us because you can like cut almost anything on the bias if you want. Like- right, <laughs> and uh, there used to be a, a, a um, t-shirt I made. That I cut on the bias, the front and the back I cut on the grain. Mm. So okay. you know, it was the look that yeah. it gave, you know, the, it was a drape in the neck, yeah. you know, that I liked. it. Um, so, yeah, that it can happen. You can do it. No problem. Yeah,
1: yeah. you can give us a little more detail. Yeah. Write a whole big long post about that, Elizabeth. I love
2: sleeves on the bias no matter, I love woven sleeves on the bias. Yeah. Because they move with you. Uh-huh.
1: Speaking of? Christina says two words, Jessica blazer. Well, guess what? I've got the main fabric of the Jessica blazer I cut th- out myself. I, I think I
2: can just seek it right over can there. Can you just
1: seek it? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Jessica, the Jessica blazer, it's by Closet Core and it's named after a sewing blogger. Uh, her Instagram handle is uh, Jessica is TriCurious, and she does all sorts. She sews. She lives in L.A. I think she's like an actress. So she uh-huh. sings. She also referenced Show Choir in oh, her really? of uh, Instagram in her, feed. Well, yeah. The other day, and so I was like, well, maybe now more people will know what Show Choir is because she has like a zillion followers. um So anyway, uh, the Jessica Blazer is a rather tailored garment. It. I think that Heather from Closet Core calls it like speed tailoring. So it's not like super duper lots of pad stitching. You know, and, uh, I
2: mean, it's, I mean, it's from someone who has that. done a lot of tailoring and yeah. made, you know, blazers like in my early years, and yes, and things. You know, I made those blazers and I wore them for hundreds of years. <laughs> okay. I mean, I did. And I, fashion's different it is faster these days it does change more it's not as pristine it's Mm -hmm. not you know if you look at a lot of the things made like in the 50s and the 60s you know they're very very structured very right and it's i like this fast tailoring idea yeah so it's it
1: gives you the look of the right the the, and and I can't remember. I'll have to look at the instructions. She gives you some options, and there are always things you can do to, like, step it up more or just leave it more simple. Uh, So that is up to you. Because, you know,
2: (laughs) you could spend, you know, months making one garment. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And whatever, you know, whatever suits you. But get started on it. Well, it does kind of stink because, like, you got to cut out the main fabric. The lining, right? All the interfacing pieces, right. Then you have to put the interfacing on. It's a lot. Then you got to get your pattern back out and transfer your markings. Mm-hmm. I almost the fabric I'm using. I'm so excited about it. Uh, it's that gray with the orange and like red yarn. I think in it's it. black and white, but you think well, it's but it's gray. Gray, it's yeah. yes, it's so it's like yeah. black and white really weave, neat. and mm-hmm. then it's got those bright. Colors it's a very in
2: it. obvious woven. Yes, it's. Tweedish, yeah, uh-huh. almost chenille-ish in well, right. some sense. Well, right, yeah. Now
1: I'm. So- yeah. It sounds like I'm gonna so, wear so, a couch. So there's <laughs> a,
2: yeah, no, but there's a lot. There's a lot of topography to it.
1: So I kind of wanted to, because you interface entire pieces of this, right? I kind of wanted to just fuse the whole thing, like with the interfacing, and then
2: cut And it I've out. done that. And I'm like, yep. I could have done
1: I've that. I've done it's that. Fine. Uh, but I, I was being a little bit more frugal i guess with my interfacing um and now i'm like "Eh, well whatever whatever Um, sometimes we're
2: frugal with time there you go product or that
1: could have been easier and then heather lou has a whole workshop on that you know so if you need that to get you started if you want to get that a few people on here have said i bought the workshop and it was totally worth it so anyway uh kim says capsule i need to do a bit of sewing for myself so i don't know if that means that she's been having to do stuff for other people or what Or she's like you and has
2: no pants. Yeah.
1: yeah. She just has no pants, you know. Oh my god, I really don't have any pants. <laughs> I really gotta make some pants.
2: <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna be hanging with me, you need to make some pants.
1: Um I really need new PJ pants too. Uh Susan, ooh, Susan says my sewing goal is to get off the computer and get into the sewing room. Yeah. Anything would be great instead of falling down the rabbit hole here. And I'm like, okay, get it sorry. Our Facebook group is so distracting. I feel that, too.
2: I Listen can, to um, the podcast while you're still. There you
1: go. There you go. So, sorry about that, Susan. Uh, I season. just solved your problem. That Apo- Right. Apologies. There I, you go. I feel your pain. It can happen to the best of us. And then, before we take a break, Carly says, I've had my triumph for a week and a half now, and I'm still too intimidated to do anything with it. So, my goal is to use both the serger and cover stitch to make something for me. Might we suggest... Some made-to-measure leggings. Right. Well, and
2: this is what I just said (laughs) about is your goal to, uh, like, accomplish a skill. And certainly Mm -hmm. learning a new machine and using it, um, that has always been, for me, a great way to accomplish a skill, is to look at something, you know, or think up of something I want to make or, you know, have this goal of, I would like to make that, but I have to learn this to make that. So it would make me learn that skill. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like... I don't
1: know. Would I make a sample of everything I have to do, like on the Jessica, before
2: doing it? No, no. I'm just gonna make the blizzard. no. no. <laughs> That's me. But sometimes you will learn a skill on getting, yeah, you know, to a, the you know. The, pro- the end the product goal. of yes, something else. Absolutely. And you'll go, oh, now I have this skill that I can use on all these other things. Okay, we're
1: going to take a break, real quick, real quick, and then we'll come back and hear about ZD's sewing goals and some more of your sewing goals. Katie, what's your favorite way to measure yourself?
2: With my easy check tape measure. So tell me a little bit about this. It's the only way to measure myself, I think. Why is it so magical? Because there's a slide on it. Uh Uh-huh. You actually snap one end of the tape measure into the back of the slide, and then you fit it to the measurement, and then you can unsnap, and the slide remains on the place that you've measured. So if you're trying to measure
1: your arm. Right. Or your...
2: Under bust, right
1: or, your, or thigh, your head or your head oh yeah the head right. definitely well and
2: you know measuring yourself is one thing but even measuring somebody else what it does is it marks the spot basically where the measurement is and so if i'm and this happens to you that you're measuring somebody and they start talking to you and you're like was that 21 or 23 oh my gosh and right where with this you know
1: it, it, the slide has marked it. I also have heard feedback from customers who say, "I am sending this to my daughter, or you know, so that she can measure my grandchildren, That's and it right. will be accurate."
2: Right. Right. Well, we've actually had trainers too. Yep. That that bought these, you know, for their customers, or they themselves use it for their customers, or it was a male trainer and a female client. Uh, he right. He didn't have to put his hands on the person. Right. or Whatever.
1: Also. This tape measure, when you use it with a snap, it's impossible to work from the
2: wrong side. That's the other thing I was going to (laughs) say. You can't measure from the 60 and you have to measure from From the the one and zero. zero Right, right. And I said 60, but, um, you know, it also has the millimeters on the other side, too. So you've got... um, You have imperial imperial and you... Have
1: metric, metric, Uh, right? And so the easy check tape measure makes it very simple when you are trying to measure yourself, uh, and you just don't want to be fumbling around. Well, and I
2: think you know, the thing is, don't order one because if somebody sees it a husband, or a daughter, or just a friend I mean, honestly. At Christmas time, I would put this like in almost everybody's stocking stuffer, and I think it's a great thing to like send away to college with people, things like that. Where Fabulous! You, you want yeah. something measured.
1: Well, if you're interested in your own easy check tape measure, you can see a video on how it works at sohere.com/tape-measure, and you can check it out for yourself. Sew, 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 sewing out And we're back, ZD. We what are. is, give us a sewing goal or two of yours. Okay,
2: because I this? have like 42. Well, right. I mean. So I, uh, maybe I, <laughs> should I start with clo- with clothing garments versus my other. Versus your dog. And boat. Yeah, and my your dog, dog and in your boat. boat. Yes. Other sundry w- things. Just, you know what. Just so one thing I did do. One no. thing I did do. One goal I accomplished. Yeah. And it took me like a, a year. Okay. Is I re, I, I, what should I say? Refashioned my jeans. Oh, yeah. Those okay. Were here. They're not here anymore. So I had, so what I had done, I, I have issues with my back. I have a somewhat debilitating um, spinal uh, osteoporosis that when I say debilitating, it's debilitating because of the pain and wearing jeans drives me out of my mind i know yeah
1: you you can't i
2: can yeah it. i put them on i'm like oh these are great i walk out the door i'm like oh I got, i gotta take these pants off it's like it, it's just terrible and they don't even they, it doesn't mean they're tight or anything It's somehow the stiffness you of don't them. like the rigidity of yes, the yes i don't on your back, it's just really right? weird yeah. yeah and like driving in jeans is terrible so i went through my jeans and i picked out all my really stretchy jeans Mm -hmm. okay I made sure that they had plenty of stretch and I don't know how much this is but in my head it was plenty of stretch yeah okay enough for you yeah (laughs) I would say there was you know maybe at least 10 percent uh you know lycra or or whatever in there okay so they sat up here for probably a year because it was like probably early pandemic or, or whatever because then I didn't need pants. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> and what I did is I cut the waistband off of all of these pants. There was only three pair. I say all. I mean, I picked out three that had the right fabric,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: in my head. And but I knew I would wear. Right. Okay. Um, the other pairs will turn into something else. So I I took off the waistband and I added basically... The made-to-measure hack. Yeah. Um, you know, wide fabric waistband. Now, on one of them, I did a really funny thing, okay? So it had a waistband, but they seemed to be stretchy enough. The problem was when I sat down, they would ride, ride down. down. So I took the waistband off, inserted a band of, uh, you know, like whatever, yeah. And I also used... um mesh yeah so you know mesh on one side now on the one pair that i did this i made the band and they had like studs in them yeah and the studs bother me the, mm-hmm. the metal bothers my skin so i took the mesh past my waistband oh okay sewed it down on the side seams in the front and that yeah, it's worked out. So, That's
1: how some of those, like, tummy control Yeah, jeans it was kind of
2: like a tummy control, but for me it was more Just a cover stay up, up metal... don't hurt your back, and cover the metal cover control. The metal. What yeah. fabric
1: did you use?
2: Do um, you know? I used, it was a um, performance stretch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was something I, made, like, I make leggings out of yeah, the I was going to say, this time. stuff. And I use black. You know, it doesn't match. Like, it yeah. doesn't match the denim. But your shirts, do they go over? Yeah, and do I that? don't. I can't think of any shirts I tuck in. You don't tuck in, yeah. Even my tight shirts, I wear them close to my body. They go over. Um, And one reason is, again, I don't like that bulk Mm -hmm. at my back. Yeah. If I tuck something in, in pants, and I know this sounds crazy, guys, but I even said this to a pain specialist. I'm like... I can't wear jeans. He goes. That's one of the questions we ask people. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so you're, yeah, you're yeah. not alone. So I'm not so, cr- I'm not like crazy all by myself. Well, uh, that's know. just
1: one of the medical things that isn't Feeling... unique to you, right? Right, right. <laughs> I
2: mean, no, you, you get, you begin to question yourself. Why can't I no, wear this
1: pants? Well, a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of the time you'll t- say something to talk about. That's that's uh, interesting. Or not many people present with that, but the right. jeans thing. No. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's. Keep going with some other people's stuff. Oh no, did you haven't talked about your dog and your boat? You real quick, you want to just tell us about dog boat <laughs> stuff? It is a dog boat too. Dog boat. Um, why didn't you name it dog boat? the The boat,
2: the boat should be named dog boat. I wanted to name the dog boat uh, <laughs> Moon Doggy because the boat is moon, moon, dancer, moon Dancer. So I wanted to name the dog uh, Moon Doggy, but um. Dog collars. Dog collars. Okay. I have all these dog collars that I want to refashion in a certain way to work in the way I'm training my dog. Cool. So. Dog collar mods. Yes. And then, um, oh, I wrote something. Oh, I see. This is also a dog thing. And I want to talk about this. I just, I just talked about sometimes my t- what my time is worth yes. versus do I make this? Yeah. Right. And this is a seat cover for the car that you use with the dog. Uh huh. Okay. So it goes in the back seat. Um, this particular one, it goes in the back seat. It actually, also, if you have an SUV, it can go uh, be turned around and used in the what I call the way back. Yeah. Right. So, it, and, you know, it hooks over the headrest, comes down over the back you know, the the back of the back seat, and then to the seat of the back seat, and it protects your car, which is a good thing, because my dog puked in my car yesterday, and I have one, Uh okay, well, I need another one for the other car, and the one also I have is kind of wearing out, and I'm like, I wonder what the, you know, the commercial ones look like, right, and... um. I thought I'd go and get some ideas, and I'm looking at these, and I can get one of these for like twenty five, thirty dollars, mm. right? Now this includes zippers, yeah, clasp, buckles, There's, webbing, yeah. um, buckles, waterproof, right? Fa- yeah. right? Waterproof fabric, um, anchors that go between the seats to hold. The- okay, now I can make this. I've done this before. I can make this, and it's twenty five or thirty dollars, and I'm like. Maybe I need to be ordering this so I can make something else that's not so easily accessible.
1: Well, yeah.
2: Right? And then, okay, this is how my mind unworks things. So then I'm going through this. And then I see this diagram (laughs) of this seat cover that they're trying to sell me. And it's got all the measurements. I'm like, oh, I'll just make it off of that. And I'm like, no. No, ZD. I'm not making it. I don't think I can buy the fabric for $25.
1: Well, and there's a very good reason that companies buying thousands Ex- exactly. of yards Exactly. And of the they're fabric, buying, right? you know,
2: millions of buckles and zippers. Okay, and, and you
1: might need two of those uh to, for one car for one trip because if she like pukes on the way to the vet and then <sighs> she's got to come back home and I, from know, the I vet. just made
2: her lay on it. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know I, mean? I no. I mean, I, what she did yesterday, she puked. I cleaned it up. I threw. I always have an extra cover. Yeah, I threw it yeah. on top, and she still. But my seat was protected. Yes, I'm not worried about the dog. I can wash her. Right. I don't want my car, you know, to smell like vomit. you know vomit. <laughs> well, and mud. You know, like oh, today yeah. we're real rainy. What if we were out and she was jumping in the car? You know, right, you, right. You're, you're trying to save your car seat.
1: Okay. Um. You know, let's save your boat stuff for like a boat episode because okay. I just think that would be good good episode, uh, maybe some good broadcasts too, which we are going to be getting back around to. I, um, by the time this podcast airs, will have gotten my second shot. So I'm oh. probably not feeling very well right now while you're listening to this. <laughs> I didn't feel so hot uh, after the first one. Um, Totally worth it. Very excited. And so we are able to have a little more flexibility in our lives. And I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited uh, for that.
2: So... Anyway, I, I feel guilty about my immune system because you know, Hillary didn't do well after the shot. You did. I mean, I think like you guys may have inherited
1: my, oh, my oh, yeah, crappy you...
2: immune system that overreacts to things, I which, just, right? You know, makes me a little tinge of thanks, guilt there. Thanks a lot, mom. Yeah.
1: You know, okay. Well, it's okay. I forgive you. Um, Stephanie says, "I just dropped some serious dollars to me on the cashmere blazer kit. Please, for the love of welt pockets, make sure it gets made." Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, full disclosure, do some work for cashmere. so I've been in on this blazer, and there is a a, a YouTube tutorial on That's how to on how to sew a single an, an okay. There's lots of different types of welt pockets, and this one is an angled single welt. Pocket, right? Is it single angled or angled single? What do you think? Single angled welt. I think it's single angled that's too. Yeah, that's how it, I'd but, say it. Okay. Know. Well, whatever. Um. So, anyway, no crepe excuse.
2: back Set and back, back crepe, crepe. silk yeah.
1: dupioni, dupioni silk. silk. Yeah. Um. Stephanie, you've got no excuse on the welt pocket. And then I, I hope that I get to do this. As a, like a blog post and a podcast, but it'll be a couple months from now. So so
2: you can actually see a tutorial from the sanctum of the studio. That's right. On a welt that's pocket. That's right.
1: Um, I had to move a bunch of stuff to get like the opening <laughs> shot, and I have a bunch of stuff in the background. We don't have, you know, our studio is so it's very functional, and we have, you know things everywhere yeah, we don't have some big blank wall you know those things you see on wall, tv where you know? they have
2: like <laughs> a dress form in the back and it's draped beautifully and then they've got a safety pin hanging on the wall no we got stuff you use yeah i got like things yeah. all over
1: the walls yeah. and it wouldn't have looked like bad but anyway um and then i was like how can i just blur all of this out <laughs> stay <laughs> yeah. very still so that you can blur the background um okay so i hope that i can do this in a few months so i've made the morris blazer like long ago, the Green Line Morris Blazer, trying to make the Jessica, and then I will be. I would like to also make the cashmere Auburn Blazer, and so I'll get to compare all three Blazers.
2: I just want Jessica your. your you and a Jessica blazer. the Blazer. Uh, I want so Jessica your Blazer. So
1: I think that the Auburn actually, maybe I've got a little bias here. It's middle of the road. Like Morris is not tailored, it's not lined. I'm actually I think the neckline's a little bit
2: funny. Did, didn't you learn something on Oh, this? I learned things
1: on it. Yeah. So it's so it's not lined and but it's it can still be like a nice addition to the wardrobe, right? And like Jessica so in the world of indie patterns, I'd say it's, like, got a lot of tailoring things. It has a collar, like, a separate collar stand mm-hmm. from the collar. yeah. And and it's got, like, you could have three different, well, or three welt pockets on that, depending on what you choose. Some things like that. And then Auburn's right in the middle there. That shawl collar, the rolled collar, you know, is one piece. There's just one type of welt pocket on it. It is lined, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think, actually, this is, like, sweet spot time commitment for me. <laughs> This, this one, <laughs> not, the, not the Jessica, but I still think I'll learn a lot making the Jessica blazer. So hopefully I get to make the auburn in some some spare time here. Uh, so yeah, S- Stephanie, you can do it. And then Paula says, just working through my stash. All right. Well, that's Well, nice. I love it. She just posted some- That uh, also
2: can be inspirational.
1: Yeah, she just posted some, a, a shirt- Uh, in some L.A. Finch fabric. So, Paula, I just tried to make a shirt in L.A. Finch fabric, and you did make a shirt in L.A. Finch fabric. Um, Oh, Sharon says, make clothing from my rigid heddle weaving. Stop buying yarn and fabric. Use from my stash. Well, this is one sewing goal I've accomplished is not to buy a loom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you had one in your garage. Well, that that one doesn't count. That's free. It was free. Someone was giving that away.
1: But, like, I'm talking about think the loom I want would be like $1,200 or mm-hmm. something where you can keep making an infinite length of fabric, right? right? You know, don't – I don't know anything about weaving. Don't listen to me. Uh, so, but, but, yeah, I I got kind of interested at the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, oh, maybe yeah. I should weave. And I have okay been like, listen, you don't have time for that right now, okay? I, I would
2: really <laughs> like to take a poll. I mean – Everyone who's thought I'll have all this extra time mm-hmm. in the pandemic—we didn't have extra time. But is it because there were small children? I don't know what it was. I mean, I felt like I had less time. Oh yeah. Well, there are certain things. It was t- harder to get things like you know food, and um, I mean
1: some some things too. And I this uh, the pandemic for me has just taken a huge
2: mental toll. Well, that's huge. True. Well, and I think that's. So most people, you know, it's right. not
1: a number. It's not just a numbers. It game. wasn't fun. Yeah, it yeah. it's not like oh, you have this much time, and I'm finally kind of a- adjusting to some of the changes we've had to make, and then things are going to change again, and that's fine. Well, you know, now
2: instead of FOMO, there's Fogo. It's fear of going out. <laughs> yeah. Well, so people, I I, I yeah. actually have a friend that I think she might have that. I'm worried about her not getting out.
1: Well, I'm I'm still, I guess. Haven't done many new things, but part of me, when I think about certain things, I do. I get a little like, "Ooh, I'm not supposed to be doing that because that Uh, used to be how." I don't feel like
2: I've gone out a lot more. Uh huh. Well, I get. I did. I started going to the gym. Yeah. Okay, and that's it's a very controlled situation. That's about the only thing new I've done, but I feel. Safer going out, I guess. Yeah. I haven't done any more going out, well, but I feel safer going out.
1: You know, and everybody's got, like, a different level right. of what they've been doing. I think we, what I've observed from my friends and uh, everything, we're on, like, the pretty darn cautious end of the spectrum.
2: Well, I think you know, the other thing, too, that... Which isn't good or bad, everyone <laughs> No, I mean, everybody's has, you know, different. Yeah. I, think, I think the thing that I was fortunate in is... There were a lot of things I like to do that were kind of socially isolated, <laughs> like paddleboarding. No, I mean you know, well, I didn't have to stop paddleboarding as I, long as I didn't start out in a big group of people.
1: And not everyone had the same kinds of choices either. So exactly. there's so many. That's things what I mean. There's there. just there's just everybody's in a different situation. Okay, so Melanie says, "Does the Roman blind material, lovely, lovely material, I cut and pinned three years ago, that glares at me balefully whenever I enter the room? Spare room count." <laughs> <laughs> it's autumn here and the curtains need to go back up again soon. <laughs> if I don't do it soon, it will be yet another winter of staring at the curtain I hate, sitting on that window. But Roman blinds are so hard. Yeah.
2: I think they're monotonous. I I love them. But when you go to make, especially if you have a lot of windows or a big window. It's like, it's like oh, I got to do this, this, this 15 times, you know. Like, right. Yeah.
1: Um, Melanie, I believe in you.
2: You can do it, Melanie. You can
1: do it. You can do it. Uh, Diane says, learning to fit pants for a pot belly and flat butt, ugh. Uh, and Stephanie. Just turn them back around. Yeah, backwards. there you go. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we have done that for people because it'll just, if you get that curve. Now, I hope that our pants drafting class is going to help with this. Especially, you know, I think, I feel like bellies are just not in the fabric accommodated they're not they're not like in the drafting lexicon they right. just pretend
2: there's no bellies
1: uh-uh. so <laughs> in the, in think drafting I told you this story
2: about my mother before but her family is known for not having a butt. Right. Okay like they have these flat butts and of course you know we're talking about the 50s, the sixties and the seventies here. Like people weren't particularly wearing zippered placket up the front right? you know pants uh-huh. women's trousers had zippers like on the sides or right. the back you know you couldn't count on them being in the same place or whatever and she used to say to me show me what's the front show me what's the back and I go we'll put them on she goes I can wear them either way uh-huh. I mean and, you know it was just because honestly her belly her belly well, was bigger than her
1: butt. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, uh yeah, I hope that I hope I hope I can get this all out and go in and and get a few different shaped bellies going on in that class for for measurement purposes. Denise says finish my Parisian jacket and try on my Victorian corset mockup to alter the bust go days. Oh my goodness. Oh man, a corset. Like I want to make one one day for me. I think maybe. I don't know. Um and Denise recently shared her beautiful matching bound buttonholes on her Parisian yes, jacket and then it was kind very of, That beautiful. was almost freaky. I know. Well actually <laughs> cool. I, w- I think I've like looked at it. I don't think I have very good eyesight. No, think, at first I'm like, what button? Uh, yeah, like what are you showing what me? What do you mean? It was a piece beautiful. of fabric here. Beautiful, Denise, beautiful Denise. Also, apparently it's not godet. If you look it up on the internet, it's godet. It's got it. I'm saying good day. I'm just gonna. I looked it up. It, it's like, I, I looked up, you know, G O D E T pronunciation. And in English, that's like how it's pronounced. Waiting for good day. Wait, Waiting for, for go. Get it? Got it? Well, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how to pronounce anything, you know? But I'm gonna keep saying good day. So you don't have to email about that. Um. <laughs> Connie says work to improve my skills. So that's a nice, that's a broad goal. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to save that one for last. Uh, Mickey, warp my loom. Kind of a sheep to shawl project, except it's cotton to skirt. Ooh, exciting. So, Mickey, I would love to live vicariously through you and your loom. Whilst I don't have the time to take up such uh, the hobby of weaving, I would love to see what you are doing. Um, Simona, are you? I already looked I it up. I would go dead. Yeah. Yeah. Got it.
0: You, no, can you play it's it? It's Godet. Play
1: it. it. There's like a video that I looked up. Godet. Oh, that's different than it's the other video. Old.
2: It says Godet. Godet.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I found another video. Well, that just shows you like there are different ways per, to pronounce things. Okay. And it
2: says the origin is French. So the
1: origin's French and it's from the verb Godet. Okay, so the verb is G-O-D-E-R and it means to make a crease or fold. And like in, in French, that verb, the infinitive is Godet. So I'm just gonna keep saying it, whatever. It's like ballet, in my opinion.
2: <laughs> uh, here's Godet. It's here. It has it both ways. It has Go Day and Go Day. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: language is fluid and, and always that, changing, for, right? That's
2: from Merriam-Webster. Okay, it's it's Godet and Go Day.
1: Uh, Simona says I want to approach learning to make buttonholes the same way that I learned to change a flat by setting aside an afternoon to do it over and over. <laughs> over (laughs) probably should use the same strategy for getting the hang of surgery adjustments simona have you listened and looked at our um buttonhole podcast and blog post because that could hopefully it is life-changing people
2: say it's life-changing
1: also you know how i learned to change a flat tire i'll tell you i was home by myself with my two small children and my tire was flat, and I had to change it. And I'd never changed a flat tire before, so I looked at the owner's manual, and it's like ninety degrees outside, and so I just like left my kids inside and told them to come out if they really. I would have youtube it, but I,
2: except that I know how to change. Well, it was really tire, easy. Got, it yeah. wasn't.
1: It wasn't too, yeah. super hard. The the owner's manual. um Everything lined up, you right. know, uh, with that. So yeah, I um, that's how I learned to change a flat tire. Also, I did it on a Toyota Prius, which maybe made things a little easier. I think I could have just lifted the car at the same time that I put the tire <laughs> on. I, like, I was like, this is the lightest car out there. Like I was, I was like, yeah, I probably could have so just lifted it and popped on the new
2: tire. <laughs> when it, the the weekend after I got my driver's license, my father made me learn how to change a tire. I had to change a tire farm. I had to get my spark plug. Oh, I don't know what it, that means. Right. I <laughs> know yeah, you don't. And, give, and, and set the timing in my car and learn to drive a stick in one weekend. And he said, now you're a driver.
1: Um, you are. I am yeah. not. I would be fine if someone was like, are you a driver? I'd yeah. be like, no. I'd be like, I just, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm, I think we're going to have to upgrade our computer. And I was like looking at the computers and I'm like, this computer will be worth five times, ten times what my car is worth because my car is, like, 20 years old. Oh, no. And I was like, that yeah. just shows
2: you where to, my priorities yeah. are. We you used know? to have, like, cameras that were worth more than our car and yeah. things like that. Yeah. I hope
1: if I can get this car three more years, it will be 20. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying.
2: Well, in college, didn't you – we, you had a car that was almost the same age as you, wasn't no, it? No, being...
1: oh, I don't think it was. No? Well, no. Would it have been five years less than me. It was a 94. Oh, it was five
2: years less? Yeah. I thought it was closer so than So it was that. a 94. I thought it was like two years. No, I think oh, okay. I'm almost certain. It was okay. a
1: 94. This one I'm talking about right now is a 2004. Yeah. Now, the Prius is a 2010, the one I can lift maybe lift up
2: with one. <laughs> you, you, know the, you know the tractor that we had before. Right. This tractor was the same age as... It's Jerry yes. and I It was yes. built in 1953 Yes And it didn't have a brake So you had to know How to drive a stick Because that's how you Stopped that's it That's how was, you did yeah, yeah
1: Okay Lisa says Winter pants I have a really Minimalist wardrobe So when one pair Of pants wears out need I need a new pair I just don't want to This is my problem I
2: was going to say But I am an awe of her.
1: Yeah good for you. Yes. So I, I have like the problem but it's not as noble as yours. Exactly. So I don't have a minimalist wardrobe but I'll make one thing that I really love and be like mm, I'm good I'll just wear this one yep. thing out and wash it every day yes. you know. So, so Lisa my advice to you from my perspective is make two pairs of winter pants.
2: Yeah I think so too especially because you, you can, always have to. Have, I mean, you should have a backup. You can. You should you have, have a backup. Like, that won't take up too much room. Like no, one more pair, no. right? You know. I, I don't think having a backup right changes you being a minimalist. Right. I think, I think it's being prepared. I think you can still. You won't be taking up what too much space. What if you had to run out and buy something that you didn't really want? That would be unminimalist. Yeah, oh but, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. Love that. Okay. So Lisa, we're impressed by you. Um, Sam says contractors are done. Walls have been painted. Pleasantly plumb. Ooh. Mm. Uh, sewing stuff from around the house has been hauled in. Next goal: edit down the items, sort tools, fabric, etc., into work zones. Buy appropriate storage. Complete the organization. In summary, set up my sewing space. Oh, that's exciting.
2: Um, that's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Nancy says try to say no to alterations requests. Oh, Nancy.
2: Nancy. Just
1: we we can help you. We we esti- forward them to us.
2: Yeah, 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 well, Yeah. Absolutely. We'll tell them where to go. <laughs> or, or, right, or just copy some of those discussions, like screenshot some of the discussions in the Facebook page and just send them on. What is she, oh, hold on. I'm going to read the whole comment,
1: though. She okay. says, okay, try to say no to alterations requests. I love doing them. Aw, well, that's good. That's nice. And no one within 50 miles does them. Ah, that's hard. Yeah. So I'm constantly busy with hemming, installing new zips hemming prom dresses, altering bridal wear, and today I sewed elastic onto compression socks with the toes cut out. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I really want to say to sew only for myself, and I can't seem to say no. We live in a small town and know everyone, so it's hard. Oh, man, Nancy. Well, maybe you just need to be like – I
2: have now an arthritic thumb. You could get one of those. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Or maybe you could (laughs) – if you set yourself – like, I'll only take two projects a week – and someone comes to you with their compression socks with the toes cut out, you can be like, I'll be able to take these on May 1st. That's true. Or something like that. Very and true. So if you, like, pace yourself, then you won't get overwhelmed. That's so sweet of you. I have a local alterations person's number memorized Yes, to actually, you know, I don't know if I can remember the other one, but I've got Nora Drowns memorized. Yep. I won't say it over the podcast, but if you were to email me and ask me to sew something for you, I would be just typing right yeah. back. I know exactly her number. <laughs> so, you know, and more for me, it's, I don't know, if tomorrow I had to take in alterations for, like, I, I don't think it's a bad profession or anything like that. How do you
2: think your harp got paid for? Right.
1: You know, it's not that... Alterations it, paid for her
2: harp. It's yes. not,
1: I thought you sold one of your sewing sheets I did. to pay for the harp. That yeah. and
2: alterations. Took okay. both. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so... I I don't think it's a bad thing. And I know we complain about them, but like, we, it's just not something ZD and I like
2: super duper enjoy right now. You know, we did it a lot. I I mean, I think it's a phase that we are finished with. I mean, if I took alterations now, so many other things would be left undone. Right. It's just, you know, um, and we also, through our business, did meet people that we felt confident in referring people to. Right.
1: Yeah, there's – the other reason, sometimes people will be like, well, can you just do this one special thing for me? And the problem with that is I've just got such a full plate already that I've taken those things in the past and then – not gotten them done in a timely manner and I hate it right. and then they're like oh you know they're like hey is that done yet oh no rush no rush and I'm like oh I just gotta well get it. and I just don't uh, you know that's that the other p- thing
2: people say no rush uh, that means not right now it means they want it in two days well yeah, you know they're no rush versus you're no rush is totally something different. so
1: it's just better for all of us if I refer them to Nora who sometimes listens to the podcast so hello Nora if you're listening. Uh, Erica says, I have had a knit fabric I've been wanting to make a dress with in my fabric cabinet for literal years. I don't even have the RTW dress I was going to copy it off of anymore. One day I need to just do it. Yeah, maybe find a pattern that you think will, you know, do the trick right, and close get to going. it. Robin says, linings? Best fabric for linings? When to forego a lining? What does the lining add? Colors? Problems with lining? Especially sleeves. Should the lining be slightly smaller? I think we've got a podcast on Whoa. linings.
2: There's a lot of que- because we're not going to be able to answer Sometimes the is supposed to be bigger, right? Like so, no. There depends on what you're lining. Depends on what you're lining. Depends on the fabric you're using. Depends on why you're lining it. So
1: Robin's question might yeah. be a good follow-up yeah. lining podcast because yeah. I think one. I think our lining podcast. Uh, I'll have to look. We'll have to listen to it. It was more about lining for like warmth. Or something Was someone it? had asked a question because these are, are more, good there's questions. more than one
2: than one reason to line something. That's right. yeah. And sometimes you're only lining it for one reason. Sometimes you're lining it for two or three of those reasons.
1: So Robin, we uh, wow, we're gonna add that yeah. to the list um, here, Linings, and i'll I'll copy your comment. Okay, this podcast is fifty three minutes long. And we are going to finish it strong here with a big um, sewing goal that someone has. I
2: see that there's a lot of um, narrative there.
1: Yes. Are you ready? My goal is to take up the hem on my granddaughter's prom gown. It is due mid-May. It has seven layers. One is charmeuse lining. Next three are crinolines. Next three are fashion fabrics. Uh, of various shears. Top sheer has three randomly placed, magnificent, large beaded appliques, one of which will have to be moved around. Next layer has a three inch wide shaped horsehair band and is also sheer with small metallic dots that barely show through the top sheer layer. Third layer is another sheer, a little crinkly, with another wide band of horsehair braid shaped. The skirt is a triple circular one with not much gathering at the waist. And a train in the back that I need to remove. It needs to be roughly five inches shorter. And the hem is extremely wide. At least several yards. I need to measure just for curiosity. Can I cry now? Or should I wait? Oh, it came from a place like Kleinfeld's but Boston version. And that's the say yes to the dress place, right? Isn't that okay? Um, I need all the support and input I can get to reach this goal. Everything else is put aside until I get
2: this done. (laughs) Yikes. Take it one layer at a time. So,
1: take Whoa. off that applique one night, right? Whoa. Just take yeah, take yeah. that applique off. I would off.
2: just do it. I, I take, you know, okay. I'd be and real. I get, yeah. I would get as mellow as I could and do that. Mary,
1: yeah. the shaped
2: horsehair.
1: When you say shaped horsehair,
2: I think she means that it gives it a stiffness. I guess.
1: Well, I don't. Okay, when so horsehair is sort of flexible in like the the stuff you add to the hem the way it's woven
2: right
1: it will easily conform so that down near the bottom of the hem it's a bit wider and then as it goes up in the garment mm-hmm. it can get a little narrower cuz she's right. talking about this like circular skirt so like the horsehair if she removes it and puts it back in it's going to conform it'll be I it'll don't be, think it'll I, be
2: difficult I, at I, all I, that's what no. that's
1: exactly what I was wondering no, and it thinking it won't be difficult at all
2: yeah i would take the horsehair out uh-huh draw a line where it needed to be next, you know, the hem or whatever, I wouldn't cut any of it off or measure. I'd just start laying it down and cut it off at the end when I was sewing it. Yeah. You know, don't don't, don't try and, like, fit it to to the the, shape first. Right.
1: Right. So as long as you – Actually, I think you should have just made the dress. (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) – So as long as – but you're saying as long as you just sew that horse hair braid to the hem – it's going to, like, kind of conform and then just cut it off when you get in the round. And Right. Yeah. I would assume
2: yeah. you're going to. So this is what I assume you're going to do. You sew it to the right side mm-hmm. and you make, like, a quarter-inch seam there, you know. Right. Okay. And then when you fold it up, that whole seam is going to go under. And the horsehair just gets like tacked at the seams, right? Okay, I don't know how. I don't know how. We'll see. Yeah, you I don't need... know how wide this horsehair right. is. You know, it could be four inches wide. It could be six inches wide. It could be an inch and a half wide. Yeah, you know. but you just tack it to the seams, and it, yeah, it has the weave. It's it's weird. You it's don't weird. have to like it. Like shape collapses on itself. It. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to like shape it. No, you I don't guess. shape it. You... It does the shape. It does it. So for you. you're yeah. just and now it may be that the skirt is big enough she may have to tack it
0: mm-hmm. in more than just the sure. seams
2: but um, you know a lot of times if you're j- you, you can literally just do the side seams the crinolines oh okay the crinolines yeah and when, when she says crinoline i'm not sure exactly cr- okay yeah i'm scared because people say crinoline and crinoline is a kind of fabric and then crinoline is also a type of garment like so kind
1: of like if it's just layers of tulle you get to cut those off with your scissors yes kind of but if it's some kind of tiered petticoat you got to lift it so that the hem doesn't depends you know you gotta just depend yeah depending on how much you need to take it up
2: and if you're lifting it Mm -hmm. okay i would just take that seam apart Lift it up how many, and leave that excess hanging sure. under there if it doesn't show. Um, do, does that make sense? I think It made sense to me. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> if, if it's tiered, you would take off the bottom tier, uh-huh. right? Mark it up your five inches. Yeah. Right? And just top stitch it right onto that tier that you took it off of, only five inches higher or mm-hmm. whatever. And there you go. You don't even have to. Tr- now, if it's just tool. Sometimes, I mean, you could be just talking about cutting it.
1: That's what I was. yeah, right. you get to kind of. But
2: there is a specific right. fabric, like when you go in and ask for crinoline. Okay, It's a fabric, It's a very too. stiff kind of woven, toolish kind of thing. Um,
1: And then the other thing that might help you, Mary, is to have a way, you, you need a way to, like, hang this dress from the ceiling yeah. or something. Yep.
2: Yep. Um. I have known people that will hey, hang it from like a ceiling fan. Now here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. If it gets turned on, you're in trouble. You tape the, the switch, switch. Uh, right, like a lot, you know, or make sure no one can move that switch. Um. So that that's something you can do. A plant hanger sometimes is in the ceiling. There you go. You know, it may be worth it to put a plant hanger in the ceiling because it is very hard to work on this if it is not hanging. Above the ground. And then
1: the other thing is, so she's taking off the train. So she's not going to be, like, blending the front hem to the back. No. Kind of what, like, we've talked right. about um, in that
2: bridal zigzagger broadcast. And the train, I would assume, is only the top couple layers. Yeah. Or one layer. But Usually the crinoline is not under the train. All
1: of those, if the fabrics that um, are fabrics, if it's not just tulle that gets to be cut off, I'd recommend, now I know Mary's an experienced... Sewist, but our tiny hem tutorial video right. that we have, if you Google tiny hems with ZD, and if it is, it's prom dress season, and people are doing prom all sorts of different ways right now. Well, and if yep. you need to hem a prom dress,
2: you need to Google tiny hems with right. ZD. And the charmeuse she's talking about, yeah. I think she said something. Sometimes. You just serge it. I just do a rolled hem on or the, yeah. a three-thread narrow. Yeah. Yes, because it's not showing, and sometimes you're better off without the fold or whatever. And you could put a, you can put a pretty thread on yeah, it. Yeah, if even. it's like, like
1: that inner, if I don't know if it is because I'm getting a little confused. Right. Um. But <laughs> if it is, oh, this that, is
2: a lot of dress. If
1: it is that innermost layer, and it's just there to like you know so you can't see through all the right. sheer stuff, and the, those inner layers should probably be a little shorter.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and remember this. Whoever she's going to prom with will probably step on the hem of the dress like there ten minutes go. after they're together. So Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, Mary, bon courage. Yeah. For sure. And don't you know, <laughs> it's possible and you'll be her hero <laughs> after it gets done.
1: Well, and it sounds um it sounds like an epic dress.
2: We'd, does. we'd love to see a so picture. So you could take a picture of her in yes. it and ask her permission for to be on yeah. the way. I, I would Facebook I would love group. to just
1: get a visual even of just the skirt, you know, part of it. So
2: or yeah. you could have you crying into the Yeah, the all the layers. There that you would go. be a good picture.
1: No, I don't envy you Mary. It's not something that I would have wanted to take on uh if you are a zigzag member, the last broadcast that we got to do were was that wedding dress and it wasn't even it wasn't seven layers, it was, no. well, layers and it was still a The one thing we know, that Mary
2: is sewing this with love. Because <laughs> there's right. no other reason to do it. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. Okay. Well, we will check in on you all in a few weeks, and hopefully I'll get uh, the neckline on the Rhapsody figured out, Rhapsody Raglan, and maybe ZD will have um, gotten a few of her goals realized. One of your goals is just, like, to order those things, right? So that's You mean the seat cover? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you clicked the add to cart button yet?
2: <laughs> I haven't. Okay. The the problem is there's so many I'll now. I'll hold you accountable. Well, yeah, and now there's so many. I'm like, which one do I get? It's like, right, oh, do oh I my buy gosh. one or do I buy two because the one I have is wearing out? Yeah, I yeah. hate that. Um, That is
1: the the analysis. I do know
2: I'm going to get black, okay? You're going to get a black yeah,
1: color. Yeah. uh the seat cover will be black okay good to know good to know all right everybody well thank you so much for listening and we are here for you you can do it especially if you just like listen to the podcast you can sew at the same time and you can email me at mallory at so if you have any questions zd take
2: it away so long and so happy
0: thanks for listening to sewing out loud for even more expert sewing advice visit sohere.com.